What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I can't handle this amount of pressure. This is a lot of pressure to be under for a promo. I believe in you. Tie in. Fine. Just Point do at it. Me. Tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. There we go. You might as well just press record already so we could have this conversation on air. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Fine, you said to do it, so I did it. I pressed the button so that we could record, and now we're here recording. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Patrick O'Dowd at the beginning of the Greg DeMarco show. And here's the thing. And I think you know this already. This is not even your show. It's my least favorite catchphrase in all of pro wrestling. But Miranda Morales, we had WrestleMania, we had Stand and Deliver, we have all this other stuff. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I'd ask anybody else. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I thought you were going to uh, ask me what do I think about the E. That, <laughs> I thought that was. That's not a catchphrase. That's, that's not your catch. That's not your least favorite catchphrase. That's Tom Sleepus. That's not even a catchphrase. It, he just hates the fact that people call it the E. We had a whole yeah. episode where we were going on and on calling it the E on yeah, purpose. Yeah, so call it all the E. He probably never even doesn't. heard it, but I don't care. It was fun. No, for me. no, no, exactly. It doesn't we don't listen to each other's podcasts? Um, and, and it's for the better. But uh, yeah, so. I know what I want to talk about, but before we do that, let me get into my rhythm because you I'm an <laughs> artist and you cannot censor me. Oh, you're Where in you your mean? rhythm. You don't even I, know it, but you're I'm in your in rhythm. My rhythm. I've put you uh, in this you element that you are gonna I perform am, highly. I am she and she is Miranda Morales, the host of the hashtag Miranda Show. Yes, I am your Twitterless heroine, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants. The most professional podcaster, the punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of <laughs> billion dollar now. Uh, nine point three billion dollar. Nine point three billion dollar, Miranda Morales, your host of the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I don't. No, I don't trust that nodding. I don't trust you. Wait, I wait. don't trust you. 
it's 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 a podcast though. It's not a video. We stopped doing video. I want to go back to doing video at some point in our lives. Look, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You happy now? Already yes, did. There it. we go. Already did it. So Dance on this week's and deliver. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. That's not even the best copy of it that I just, it's just what I could yes. find in a few minutes of the show. Shout out to Pretty Deadly. He so good. He continued to be that damn good. And you know this. We've talked about it off air, and I'm sure we've talked about it on air. When they first came over, I wasn't even a fan. No, you were not. I was not I've a been, fan of Pretty Deadly. I have been 100% been converted. One. I've been day one Pretty Ish. Deadly. I've yes. Been day well, one you, deadly. you can, there's a lot of things we can credit each other for in our lives. Far too many to list here. But, um, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> of course, you don't. You can credit yourself 150% for the full 180 that I have done for Pretty Deadly because I have. Stand and deliver. So good. Just, just so freakingly good. Yes. Well, I mean, look. Uh- us and every other podcast on the face of the planet are talking about you know everything happening from WrestleMania aftermath of WrestleMania everything happening but you know we will get to that we had a discussion a very vibrant discussion off air and literally that is why I said just just press record so we can have this discussion because we were having a heated discussion out of all things about <laughs> the, the raw after WrestleMania. And our thoughts and perspectives on it, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite Raws of the entire year, of my entire lifetime. I can remember some of my favorite Raws growing up Where it was the Raws after WrestleMania. Raw after WrestleMania 14 is still a pivotal moment in my wrestling fandom. Like, I remember that distinctly more than I should. Uh, but, you know, I have a very fond attachment to the Raw after WrestleMania. And there's been a lots of thoughts and opinions about it. Some on this very podcast that we're going to be getting into. And, of course, it's going to tie into stuff from WrestleMania and, and all things, you know, happening right now in the world of, of WWE. So we are going to get into that for this week's episode. Before we jump into that, though, you know we got to talk about IVW Impact Zone Wrestling. We have made it to the month of April. I don't know. I mean, I knew this month would come. I knew it was going to happen. It's kind of how calendar works. But it has felt far too long. And we are mere weeks away from Evil Lives featuring Monster. Uh, The return of IZW in 2023. uh, And a very, very stacked card. A match that we haven't been able to talk about that has been announced very recently um, is that the Wrestle Drag Championship will be defended at Evil Lives. Uh, Wrestle Drag Champion Bryce Saturn is going to be facing EJ Sparks. And that's huge. This is the first time uh, the Wrestle Drag Championship will be defended at IZW. Uh, and a, a really cool moment for Bryce Saturn, who has held that championship now um, for almost a full year, I believe. I think yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to remember when they crowned him. Yeah. When they crowned him. Um, but um, that and, you know, EJ Sparks, um, a, a really amazing competitor. I, I would say someone who is going to give. Uh, Bryce Saturn, one of the biggest challenges he's had 
uh, thus far. So um, that's that's really big news happening at Monster or at Evil Lives featuring Monster, including all of the things that you know have already been announced, like of course the Monster Rumble that will be for the 3D Sports Championship uh, belt. Uh, the winner will get that. Um, of course, the IZW World Heavyweight Championship will be defended. Uh, Doug Nevisant versus Charles Cassis. Uh, we have the Women's uh, World Championship, World Women's Championship, uh, Bryn Thorne facing Jin Savani um, at Evil Lives featuring Monster, just to name a, a few of the big championship matches happening there. And that's just, again, the, the tip of the iceberg. That doesn't feature uh, some of the other matches and talents that have been announced. All that you can find at IZW Wrestling uh, AZ on social media. But, Greg, how does it feel to get so close now to Evil Lives featuring Monster? It's very exciting. And to finally be there. And, and you know, after what will be damn near six months off, um, not planned, but but to be able to do it right, get there. Yeah, there were some things that, you know, were planned that aren't able to happen and all of that, and that's a little bittersweet, but um, we, we continue to march forward. I'm very excited about what's going to go down on April 22nd and, and what that even means, you know, moving on from there. And, and there's just a lot of really exciting things and exciting developments. Uh, you talked about Bryce Saturn versus... EJ Sparks and, and and that was you know in story a match that was requested by Bryce Saturn he wanted to defend his title he wanted to defend it against EJ Sparks I will be fully transparent and that is real life as well he this is this is something that has, has been a long time wish of of Bryce Saturn to get to do um, these two have shared the ring but not in a one-on-one capacity so I'm extremely excited about that Bryce Saturn has done nothing but step up in big, big ways this, this you know, year of his, you know, year and a half now of, of his career in IZW, heck, almost two years now. So to be able to do that, to have that match is extremely exciting. And yeah, it's it's kind of the first outward thing of, of, of our partnership with WrestleDrag. If you look closely at the poster, you will see they are on the poster as one of our sponsors, and they're a big supporter of us, just like we are of them. And I'm really excited about what's going to come on that evening and and yeah there's more more to come there is a change that's going to be announced soon um due to injury that that won't affect any of the title matches or anything that miranda was running down there but there will be a slight change that'll take place due to an injury um that does happen in our business and and so uh we will continue to to make those announcements once everything is finalized but uh, yeah, it's going to be great, and I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to get to it. Um, I'm super excited about uh, some of our new partnerships and just a lot of good things going on locally in the area. It's going to be a big deal. So if you're on the fence or if you, you haven't got your tickets yet, pick them up. It's going to be great. At IZW Wrestling AZ on social media, IZWWrestling.com for tickets. Um, you can go to our new IZWWrestlingAZ.com, which is still in development, but is out there. Go to the merchandise page. You can pre-order uh, an IZW or Monster T-shirt. You can pick it up early from 3D Sports, or you can pick it up at the day of the event. Those are already in there, so it's a limited amount, So and they've been selling already and, and doing well in the store and online, so pick those up. 
in advance of the event. They will hold it for you, and you can pick it up at the 3D Sports table night of as well, or you can stop by their store and pick it up in advance. But it all adds up to just one heck of a card. We got the Monster Rumble for the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship. So much more, including um, a match that's been really in the making since August of 2021. Charles Cassius finally getting his opportunity to challenge Thugnificent for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. And everything in between, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be good stuff. So just, just, just go. We would love to see you there. Don't forget to get your tickets uh, for uh, for Evil Lives featuring Monster. It's been a while since I've uh, said it. That's why it's uh, coming out so weird. Uh, but tickets are still available. Don't forget to follow IZW on social media as well uh, online, IZWWrestlingEasy.com uh, for merchandise. But there's another way that you can get your IZW merchandise as well as chairshot.com merchandise. Greg, you know what to do. Go ahead, wind it the fuck up. Dance and deliver. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you are going to find a ton of awesome t-shirts in support of IZW and the chair shot.com, which well, includes the IZW Pride t-shirt, also the Arizona's Best, uh, the IZW NWA shirt, the IZW, well, NWO shirt as well, uh, and much, much more. Uh, you can go find your t-shirt there. Get pretty much the new look that you want to bring to Evil Lives featuring Monster as well as multiple chair shot t-shirts, including the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts. And of course, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style shirt, all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start off at $20.99, but hey, for just a few extra dollars, you can order any t-shirt in soft style, including with sleeves and without the sleeves. So now that it's becoming springtime and you want to get the guns out, you can order your soft style t-shirt in soft style without any sleeves as well as sleeves. So dealer's choice. But make sure to go and visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So as I teased Dance at the beginning of the show... and deliver... We're not talking about stand and deliver. We're not. But that. Not at all? Will at all? Probably not. Man, I had thoughts about that. I too. liked it. 
yeah, I mean, who knows where this conversation will go? We're, we're just going to go with the flow. But really, I'm still trying to get... I always find a way. <laughs> onto the, the point of how literally the beginning of the show started, we were getting into a very intense discussion about the Raw after WrestleMania. So let's get that out of the way. Because that, for some people, is a point of topic. For a lot of people, they're still talking about WrestleMania. They're talking about the sale. They're talking about all these things. But... You know, maybe getting lost in the sauce uh, a bit is the Raw after WrestleMania. So I was coming into to Raw after WrestleMania very excited about it because, you know, the way that WrestleMania Night 2 ended, it did break my heart a little bit. And we'll get to that in a, in a second too, but in short, I believe that's what it was meant to do. You know, it, 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 I, I believe the story is, is not yet finished. Um, but that also led to the excitement of what are we going to see on Raw? And to have Raw open up with Triple H and Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes getting straight to it, I thought was great. But then you get through the rest of the show and there really was nothing about the Raw after WrestleMania that stunned me, that surprised me, that, you know, was as really highly entertaining as even we saw from wrestlemania i mean the expectations are high for the raw after wrestlemania and and you know i think a lot of fans were expecting so much because of the fact that one overall wrestlemania was fairly good um but also the way storytelling has been going uh since triple h came you know went through is that i was expecting a just a great you know, variety in the show. And I just didn't get that. I felt like, um, you know, other than the Mysterio storyline that, that has progressed um, a bit and, and now getting into that second chapter, there wasn't, um, you know, a whole lot that I felt was really engaging or getting into this next chapter of stories. I think, you know, you had things like Sammy and Kevin with their tag match being entertaining and fun. Um, but I, I felt like when you see the Raw after WrestleMania, that's when you have big debuts and returns, you know, and um, I would say outside of the Cody Roman Brock Lesnar situation and um, and not even a return. I would just say the progression of the Mysterio storyline, there wasn't much that I gravitated to. I just thought it was very meh. Um, you, though, I know had different thoughts about it. I had no problem with the Raw after Mania. I really didn't. Like, they haven't always had these major things. You did get a big return. You had Matt Riddle returning and... and um, and beating up the Miz because that's what people do nowadays is, is beat up the Miz. But to me, like I don't know. I, I guess I didn't go into it with the same expectations because in a lot of ways they haven't done major things. It was Triple H's first Raw after Mania. I think one of the things that people maybe undersold in their minds was how fried Triple H probably was after WrestleMania and and trying to get his first WrestleMania right. And especially mm-hmm. the way night two went, because there was some weirdness to night two that, you know, I'm not a big fan of comparing night one finish, and night two. Finish the story, finish the mania. It, it's, it's a sprint, not a marathon. I mean, well, kind of it's both. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and a sprint, not a marathon in, in a way that it's four, you know, consecutive nights and everything leading up to it. But like, yeah. you know, that's, I, I understand that he's fried i understand there's a lot going on but that is truly the bookend of wrestlemania it is oh it absolutely doesn't is. end until after that raw so 
I, I've been I've been a proponent of having Raw after Mania in the stadium. So yeah, and and after what they just did, you probably couldn't do that. But um, but again, I didn't have these major problems with it. I don't know. I don't know if I didn't have large expectations. I also think I watch these shows on a delay, especially Raw. Because, you know, it starts at 5 o'clock local time, and, and so I watch it on a delay so I can skip the commercials and whatnot. So I do think I had the benefit, for lack of a better term, of watching it after seeing millions of people complain. So then I watch it, and I'm like, what are what is everybody complaining about? Like, to me, had people not maybe complained so much about it, then it might have been different for me, but... I just thought that it was it was fine. You had the big angle at the end with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. I saw a lot of people complaining about the Street Profits versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, that they did that too soon, should have built towards it, but I have a feeling there's probably a story there for the Street Profits coming up. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's very interesting in how some ways um, there's still some storylines that are very stretched out. There's some that they you would think they would try and tell more stories with that they go straight to. And I think that, in general, has always been an MO of WWE, where there's some stories that you would like to see more development in. They don't. They just go straight through, or they cut right. because you know there's no attention to. And there's other stories that maybe they stretch out a little too long. And maybe that's where fans are right now with the Cody bloodline situation, where you know you talk about a, a storybook ending. They thought, okay, we're going to get the end of this at WrestleMania, and now we're just getting you know the next chapter of it, which I'm not necessarily mad at. You know, I don't think the story is over. I I think um, now we're getting into the next phase of Cody, one where he's being tested a lot more than he was before. Um, and you know, hey, if it worked for John Cena, why can't it work for Cody Rhodes? So you bring up some interesting things, and I want to talk about that briefly. I I do think the story is over for now between Cody and Roman. I really do. Um, I think Roman will, will move on to something else here soon, and and I think Roman's going to have some time off now. You don't need him for backlash, and you probably don't need him for Money in the Bank. So I think we're gonna we're gonna have some time without Roman here coming up, and I think that's fine. Here's the problem that, and Patrick and I alluded to it, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it for a long period of time. People neglected to realize that WrestleMania, they only focused on one side of the story. They only focused on the Cody Rhodes story. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns are two separate stories in the company. They happened to intersect at WrestleMania, and now I think they're going to go their separate ways for a while. And everyone focused on Cody's story, and of course they had the stupid finish the story tagline, which which again people read too much into, not realizing there's the story of Roman Reigns and this legendary run that he is on that I don't everyone thought we were at the end of, and I kind of think we're in the middle of. And because I've been saying the number 1474 for a really long period of time. And so for me, this was used to continue Roman's story and continue Cody's story. Everyone should have known Cody was going to lose. The company told you Cody was going to lose by basically having Cody do everything about winning. He saw, he talked to, he literally laid out the end of the bloodline for Roman Reigns and how it was going to happen at WrestleMania, which told you right then and there it wasn't going to happen. And and now that Cody faced zero adversity 
after he won the Royal Rumble. He had, and, and everyone's saying, well, he had to come back from injury, blah, blah, blah. And, and they, and they this is because I tweeted this. And everyone just ignored the fact that I kept saying, since winning the Rumble, he faced zero adversity. Because WrestleMania was going to be the adversity. And the night after WrestleMania was going to be the adversity with the Brock Lesnar thing. No one had Cody Rhodes feuding with Brock Lesnar on their bingo card. Nobody did. But I think we're going to get two matches out of it. I could see it happening in Puerto Rico, and then I can see it happening in Saudi Arabia. And I think Cody's going to win that feud, and and it's going to be another launching point. And I still think they're going to split up the titles somehow, and Cody's going to end up with that WWE championship. So, because they'll probably do a draft and realign the rosters and all of that. And I think through that process, they will somehow split the titles or just, just have Roman's title and then a new Raw world champ, whatever. They'll do something. Because Raw needs a weekly champion. Cody would be perfect for that. But it ain't time yet for Roman to lose. So I do think we're going to get there. It's just that everybody had this thing in their brain about Cody and winning, and they just failed to see everything else that was going on, in my well, opinion. When you think... But you also think about WrestleMania, some of the best WrestleManias, the MO of WrestleMania has typically been, you know, that storybook ending. So for it to go in that different direction was new for fans. But I think that that is part of this newer element of storytelling, that they truly are going with this for the long run. Like this will be Mm -hmm. a story that they carry out for at least another year, which WWE is not known for. Again, they're either stretching on stories on for too long, but not this long, or they cut it at, at the knees. Right. I think that there's an element to this where fans are not used to. And I think we also live in a time, too, where fans don't necessarily want stories dragged out for this long. Now, not saying that's right or wrong, but when we live in a society today that's a very now, 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 you want you know your instant results now, you want that gratification now, um, it's it's very different. It's a very different story from what they've ever told. And because of that, fans don't really know how to react to it. But also something kind of poignant with that triple H said at the press conference at the end of night two was, you know, there's always questions about, you know, if, what if, you know, what if you would have done X instead of Y, what if you would have gone left instead of right type of thing. And you never know, you know, you, you just, you never know. And, but I do think there's elements of this where, you know, it, it is at a juxtapost where you could say, you know, they could have had Cody win and still come out with a very successful story in next parts of the chapter. But they didn't. And they also are going on this because they know the success that they've had with the bloodline and they're going to continue on this. Now, if fans are going to continue to get engaged with it, because the thing is, too, what other adversity is going to come up? You no longer have Sami Zayn in the mix. You no longer have Cody Rhodes in the mix. And honestly, Sami Zayn and that whole uh, positioning that he was in the family was really where the turning point happened, where people started to connect the dots, where people started to get invested. So unless you have now another element of, you know, who who else now is going to be the good guy in the story, you're going to lose fans. And maybe that's where the Usos come in. Maybe it is seeing the destruction of, of the bloodline. Who knows? Um, but overall, I, I think that fans knowing how sometimes history goes and, and specifically even Triple H has been a part of certain storylines where you said, you know what? If they would have done that, it would have been better. If this person would have won, maybe it would have been different. He's lived it. 
So I do think that that's always going to be an element to it. But because this is a story that's never been told in the length that it has, we just don't know how to react. We just don't know how to process it when we what we think is going to happen doesn't happen. It's all very true. You're right. It, it is. It is very true. People aren't used to this. Everything Triple H has been doing has been longer. They even touted it after WrestleMania. They touted the length of the reigns for Roman Reigns, also for Gunther, also for Bianca Belair, who has now surpassed a year as, as the Raw Women's Champion as well, and is also undefeated at WrestleMania, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. All in title matches. All in big-time title matches. So even though for I that. thought she looked terrible at WrestleMania. But um, I think something's going on there. The, maybe the bodybuilding competition affected her physically. I don't know. That match just didn't work for me. Night two was kind of cursed in a lot of ways. But um, that's, that's it's, fair. I do think, I don't think we're getting more of Cody and Roman, at least not anytime soon. Um, it yeah. is interesting what's next for the bloodline. I think that bloodline story will continue. It'll probably continue without Sammy and Kevin. There's a wild card in all of this that I do think, I really do think they're going to shift the rosters around at some point and, and get some things moving. And and Corey Graves said something on commentary that really stuck stood out to me. And if you go back and watch one specific match, you'll see it. Go back and if you go back and watch WrestleMania as a whole, there was one guy who was more over than everybody. He was more over than Roman Reigns. He was more over than Cody Rhodes. He was more over than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He wrestled in the third match of the card in night one, and that was Seth Rollins. Dude, Seth Rollins is is over at this level. That's just insane. And Roman Reigns can't beat him. And they've told that story before. And that story's not over yet. And I think we're I think when Roman comes back from this little break he's probably about to go on, I could see the main event of SummerSlam being Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for whatever. If he holds both titles at that point, just one title at that point, I don't know. But Rollins is when you think he's 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 as good as he's ever going to be, he just continues to get better. And we've talked about it before. Um, and and even though it was weird what he did on Raw, where he just came out for the singing and then left. Yeah, he just came out. Yeah, that was it was still weird. But I, I see they set it up with the backstage mean. promo though. It worked. But also too, like that that was another thing that drawing back from history because that was another element that I had to completely forgot about. You know, when Paul Heyman had the stipulation of you know who Cody should can team with, you know someone who wrestled at WrestleMania and if the team with him will never get a title shot again circling back to Brock Lesnar who will never be able to have a title shot against Roman again and you know setting that up was like oh you know yes as fans we do have the short-term memory and I I, I know Corey Graves it. had to explain it Corey Graves was like it yeah. doesn't matter because Brock already can't challenge Roman again and I was like I yeah. forgot about the stipulation from SummerSlam yeah exactly so I love those kind of circ- like those those you know, full circle type of moments. And I absolutely agree that, you know, their paths are going to split off and I think they're going to meet again. You know, they're going to meet again uh, in ways that, you know, they're going to both be different men. And I think too, a little bit of the influence of seeing the 10,000 foot view perspective has been watching some of WWE's content with uh, A&E with mm-hmm. the biography series of the rival series being able to highlight how some of the best feuds or the most famous feuds have been intersected, you know, they've come together and then apart, you know, they haven't necessarily been all one continuous line. 
And I think that that's what we have to kind of remember in the long run is that, you know, some of the best feuds are not just one continuous feud that goes back to back to back. It's years. Um, and when we think about Seth, to be Roman, fair, yeah. that is a story of that, you know. So I, again, the immediate satisfaction of seeing something like that happen at the biggest stage, like all of the elements were there. They had a fork in the road. They could have gone either direction, and I think either direction would have been successful. You know, like, I don't think there was, a, there was a wrong answer to it. And I think that's the hard part, too, as a fan, is that you could, it. your heart tells you one thing, but your mind tells you the other. You know, your heart was pulling for Cody, but your mind and what you were explaining to the storytelling does make sense for Roman to, to retain. And that's sometimes the best type of storytelling, when you are truly torn. It's not predictable. It's not something that's formulaic, but like as wrestling fans that many times we've complained about it being too predictable. You know, I, I think it did its its purpose, but I do think that that's also what makes it so hard is that they could have there was no wrong answer. And it's, and because of that, I think it's very hard for fans to digest. I don't think everybody thought Cody was gonna win or wanted Cody to win. Especially like online, I mean, there was support both ways, and there was a big pop when Roman run. I, I appreciated yeah. the booze that Roman was getting, and really, a lot of that can be attributed to Sami Zayn, and I thought that was was great. But yeah, they're just on this roll, and 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 I really, and again, I always thought like I wrote an article about the top five candidates to challenge Roman Reigns. This was before the Royal Rumble, and my number one pick was Sheamus, and the reason why it was because Sheamus was hot at the time. They could set it up through war games. And I just assumed, and I put it in the article, I was going with the assumption that Roman wasn't going to lose. Because I truly think he's getting to 1,474 days, passing Hogan's mm -hmm. first reign, which means he's not losing till September of next year, which means we get another WrestleMania where he's going to win. So, yeah. and I'm hoping that, and, and that's the universal. I really do hope they split off the WWE Championship from this. It's something that Triple H inherited. If you believe the reports, he's trying to figure out a way out of it and just hasn't yet. I feel like it's been right in front of his face multiple times, and, and they haven't done it, and maybe they'll do it with the briefcase later this year. Who knows? But to me, it's 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 all right there. But Roman's on this trajectory that I think is 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 above all of that. But yeah, Cody's time will come. Cody will 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 be a world champion at some point in this company. No one beats Roman on the first try. Like, if you're playing a video game and you finally get to the big boss, you're not going to beat it on the first try unless you go online and cheat and find out how. Like, you're going to lose, and, and then you're going to get better, and you're going to figure it out. It's the same thing as challenging Roman Reigns. Like, no one should beat Roman on the first try, given how long and how they've built him up as champion. Yeah. Well, and going back to the joke, but honestly, it gave me the same vibes. When I saw Cody's face after he lost, and that him sitting in the middle of the uh -huh. room, I did get that John Cena vibe. And I think that's when it hit me. Like, oh, okay, this is what this is where we're going. And then the next night, he, Cena was attacked by Brock Lesnar. Yes. And like, literally, it's like, oh, so we're just going to do this again. If it worked for John Cena, might as well make it work for, for uh, Cody Rhodes. But it's also some of that. Like, even if you do see elements of stories kind of being recalled, that's kind of okay because then you know like what the intention mm -hmm. of it is. And yeah, here's the other that, thing. This is a very unpopular opinion of mine. Oh, you having an unpopular opinion? Right. Never. King, of, king of shit takes over here. I don't know that they really, I don't know that Cody or no, Rhodes really knows who he is right now. 
Like he's got so many gimmicks. If you there's a great podcast episode. It's not the one about Diamond Dallas Page, but Eric Bischoff talking about Diamond Dallas Page, how he had a million gimmicks at the time. He had a jacket that didn't match the bandana, that didn't match the scarf, that didn't match the cigar, that didn't match the sunglasses. And it was like until he stripped DDP of all his gimmicks, that's when he was able to be. Cody's got this big robe. He's got the neck tattoo. He's got the tights that don't match the robe. He's got the belt. He's got all these things. Like he's full of so much stuff. He's got his family in the crowd. He's got Brody Lee's kid in the crowd, and and is all these things. And I think it's just so much built up. Usually you do all of that to cover something up. I really hope as Cody continues to go, and he has a few with Brock Lesnar, and he does everything. Like it even shifted course. Like. About a month ago, Cody said if somebody brings up his father again, he's going to go crazy. And I'm like, Cody, you've been bringing up your father. Like, they dropped the whole do it for dad thing halfway through. I kind of hope they strip some of this away. In WWE, usually when you hit your simplest form, that's when you can finally grow. I I do think there's an element, especially when you're facing Brock Lesnar, you have to be a different competitor. Like, I could see that shift happening. I don't necessarily agree with, you know, the man of a thousand gimmicks. I think that they're all part of Cody, and I think he's refined some of that. Um, I think he needs to continue to refine. And, and, you know, evolution is a thing. Like, you talk about the man of a thousand gimmicks. It's also a mystery. But anyway. uh, now you have Seth Rollins who literally like has, you know, his his gimmick is all based out of outrageous fashion. Like there there will always be evolution. Right, but Rollins when he finally got rid of everything, then it grew from there. When he became the visionary and it was just a promo thing, then he got the jackets, then he got the outfits, then he got the song. And it it, it kind of you, you got back down to square one, and then you went up from there. Cody showed up with all this it stuff. Was, it was a show. It was a square one, though. Like I don't think the vision. I think the visionary was a pivot. Like I think just like yeah. any type, anybody, you pivot. And I don't think it was because I don't think he lost. I think he just refined. You know. So I. I and again, I know that maybe not. That's not the example leaning towards what you're saying as far right. as someone who strips all of that. But I think in general that, you know, what a lot of wrestlers do pivot. When they pivot, do some of them just lose, you know, a lot of the gimmicks and things like that? Absolutely. Do some of them gain a whole lot? Absolutely. But um, Like I hope I, one of these Brock Lesnar matches, Cody comes out and he's so on fire that he doesn't. That, that he maybe comes out and he does the whoa and the boom and the fireworks and he doesn't have the jacket. He just runs to the ring and starts fighting Brock Lesnar. Like, I think we'll get that. I, I, I hope so. I think we're going to get this. We're going to get a pivot from Cody. I think we're going I to need get it. something different from him because he's going to have to be a different wrestler with Brock than he had with anybody else. You know, like, it, we and, and we don't have a huge uh, range for him because he's only had, you know, a certain amount of feuds or even matches. So, you know, we, we don't have a lot to go off of right now, but again, even talking about his history, you know, there's been a lot of pivots with him and there's a lot of uh, evolution, some of it minor, some of it big. So I, I trust that I could see it happening. Um, You know, you just like to give Cody Rhodes a a hard time. I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't have, you have since day one, day one. No, I haven't. Since he since the Rumble win, I don't really uh, see. That's the thing. People think I have that's, it out for Cody. Like AEW Cody, like you, you, you've had it out for him for. He a did while say some now. stupid things when AEW started. 
Well, of course he did. Yes, but he he, he said everybody was going to get health insurance, and the women were going to make the same amount of money as the men across the board. None of that happened. So, and and but then again, he also realized one day that he just didn't fit there, and which was absolutely true. He didn't fit there. He does fit where he is. Don't get me wrong. I I just knew. I just knew where we were, and I knew where we were going to go, and. Okay, you know what? This is why it's so hard to be right all the time because then people get mad at you. Look, I've been right about this. I said when he won that he wasn't going to win, he wasn't going to beat Roman for all the reasons. I said, not, and, and more of my reasons were about Roman than Cody. I said, no one beats Roman on the first try. Roman's story continues. This is, this is an intersection of two separate stories that are going to continue to be two separate stories. They will meet again. They will see each other again. And if it's sometime soon, Cody still may not win. But... Cody needs to grow and do more outside of Roman before they get back together. And this Brock Lesnar feud, as you would love to say, is a feud I didn't even know I needed. Like, that's where we are right now. Never would have guessed it, but I'm excited for it because it's different. It's different for Brock, too. You know, we talked about before, like, Cowboy Brock, like, Farmer Brock was great. Cowboy Brock was, Brock was great. The best thing you can do in wrestling is change something before it wears out its welcome. And that's what they've done with, with Brock Lesnar. Because he can't be Cowboy Brock now. At least not the same friendly, funny Cowboy Brock. So um, He's going to go back to the Beast Brock. Yeah, he was already unhinged Brock on, on Raw. And people loved it. And, and they just loved what Brock was doing. And, and Brock can do anything. He, he's at that stage of his career. And I think it's great. And, and if he goes away for a little bit after this, it's great. But like I said, Cody's winning this. Cody's winning that feud. And and not many people get to win out in the end over Brock Lesnar and Cody will. Um, the other thing is, did you really think the guy from AEW was going to come in and win his first WrestleMania main event? Come on, like AJ Styles came in, made a triumphant thing in the Rumble, got to fight Roman for a title shot, did all that, lost to Jericho at WrestleMania. Why? Because he came from outside. Like it, it's it's there is still some of that there and 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 Cody was was that guy but this is in the long run this is going to be the best thing for the Cody Rhodes character but i have not had it out for Cody since the beginning i will not agree to your propaganda and and slander regarding the Cody Rhodes situation i've just i uh, you know there's there's enough podcast history to say that to say different which is fine you can live in your reality it is reality, I so live, I will live there. I, I will live. I will live in reality, and then we'll be fine. We'll just, you know, it, we're in the same time zone. It's fine. It's still, you know, your reality and reality is still in the same time zone. So you're fine. You'll still get to work on time. I will. I will yes, still get to work yes, on time. I work ten feet away from my bed, so it's fine. Yes. So this feels like a good moment. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with the second half of the show. What we're going to talk about? Well, whatever I want. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, Podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Wild card, bitches! Stand and deliver. I always feel so fancy now. It's like the fanciest part of this podcast. I'm going to get a better version of that that, that soundbite too, yeah. but it's, it's what I got in the moment, but... 
I, I like I said, I'm 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 converted. Yes. I'm a converted pretty deadly fan. I am. You're I welcome. wear it. Uh, I, I'll wear it on a, on a sleeve. Like yes. you know, I need a chase you shirt, and I need a I need a pretty deadly shirt. Are there even pretty deadly shirts? Are I'll check those? it out. Yes, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Did I order my Puerto Rican flag LWO t-shirt this evening? Oh, I, I yes. guarantee you did. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I fucking did. Of course you did. Come and on I now. have been searching for it since Sunday on the WWEshop.com. Yes, yes, I have been. And it's official, and I got it. Next up is Chase. You believe they were we supposed to do back that on the website? Yes, yes, I believe they're back on the website. I thought we were supposed to do the Chase you thing at one website. point. They were off oh, okay. the website, and then now I think they're back on. So I was wrong about that one, by the way. I said they were going to lose. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't lose. I thought they were going to lose as well. I thought they were going to lose, but they didn't. So, anyways, let's go into NXT Stand and Deliver. I'm such Can a we? nice person. Can we? Stand and Deliver. Talk about Stand and Deliver. Stand and deliver on my show, but I also like NXT, so that helps. We As you to do, talk yes. NXT with Patrick because he doesn't know what it is. So <laughs> we talked about it. We talked about it before. We do. We barely talked about it today. I don't even think we talked about it today. Yeah, because Pat doesn't watch NXT. He doesn't even know when the show's on. He doesn't even know what network it is. He doesn't <laughs> even understand like it's. Doesn't even know what company NXT is. A lot of people don't. Well, that's on that. We oh. did. We talked about Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler requesting their releases. And oh. and he, he 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 said that people were going to link that somehow to Vince McMahon coming back. And I was just like, there's a good chance they've never met Vince McMahon. But okay. Yeah. That's, I agreed. There's no way that could happen. No. Also for news to travel that quickly down to NXT, no way. No, especially when they requested no. it Saturday morning. And Vince isn't really in charge anyway. So it's all. Yeah. Whatever. So, NXT stand and deliver. What are your thoughts? Can, can you rephrase the question? What the fuck do you want to talk about? With there we NXT go. Stand and deliver. You, I, I like how you took the Cody Rhodes one and repurposed it in the very in the most Miranda Morales way possible. Stand <laughs> and deliver. So here's the crazy thing. I'm about to contradict myself big time, and I'm gonna own that up front. Because Get it, ready, it's internet marks. Get the fuck ready. That's right. Greg DeMarco's about to contradict himself. Get your fucking thumbs and Twitter ready to fucking burn the king of shit takes. To the ground. Who the fucking ground? Burn it down! Like Seth Rollins. The most over wrestler in the company right now. There was too much wrestling this weekend. There was. There was way too much wrestling this weekend. Like SmackDown, Hall of Fame, Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2. Too much wrestling this weekend. All that having been said, Stand and Deliver should have been two shows. Wow. It was a couple years ago, they did Stand and Deliver at the Performance Center, but it was like Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday or some mm-hmm. shit like that. I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Hall of Fame Thursday, SmackDown Friday. Like it was this whole crazy thing. But. They had too many people in too many of these matches. Like you had a five way and a six. The ladder was a women's ladder way, match. Was a six a way. ladder match was a six way. You, you had, had the eight person tag match. Day. You eight had person, it was eight or six men. It was an eight person tag match because you had yeah. the, the oh, yeah. Chase eight. U versus the Schism. Yeah. You had again women's six women. Team. You had the women's tag match, but that was just two teams. So that was fine. You had three teams in the tag team title match. 
And then, of course, you had Gargano and Grayson Waller, and then you had Braun Breaker. And I get, I can tell Shawn Michaels, because he loves this talent so much, he wanted to let all of them be on the card, right? Like, did we need Lyra Valkyrie on the card? No, no, we didn't. But her look was good, though. Like, this was the best, like, yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, she's getting there. She's she's, getting there. She's getting there, you know? I truly believe. I what you mean. There was too, too many. Yeah. Too many people. And, and and you had seven matches, right? Six on the card, and then, of course, the, the kickoff, the pre-show match with, with Chase U. You could have had made this two nights, two mornings, I guess, because you would have done the other one on Sunday morning. Because, look, you could have split off. Um, you could have split off Ilya Dragunov and, um, and, and J.D. McDonough. They didn't have to be in the North American Championship match. Their, their feud was good enough to be on its own. And then you wouldn't have had Ilya Dragunov, Dragon Lee, and Wes Lee. Oh, yeah, two Dragons and two Lees all in the same match. Like, that's too much. Um, like, I get not changing some people's names, but maybe there's something to that. Um, it's too late. It's too late. It's already happened. Well, Wes, you couldn't Wes change Wes Dragon Lee's Dragon name. Lee. Like, he's just too well-known. So... And, and Wesley's been there for a while. And Ilya Dragunov, like, he was in NXT UK. Like, I get why they didn't. And, and stuff. J.D. McDonough was better as Jordan Devlin. But whatever. Who cares? He's, he's, I agree as well. I like him That's more bad. than most. Um, but so you could have pulled them out and, and had that in the match. You, you didn't have to wait and, and have J.C. Jane return from her fake injury to cost Gigi Dolan. They could have had what I wanted them to have, which is a Hollywood backlot brawl. That could have been separate, and then you would have had less people in, in the women's championship match. There's things you could have done to get to two ten match or two five match shows, and and I think it would have been a little bit better. And you wouldn't have had as many clusters as you did on on the program. You could have main evented night one with Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. You could have main evented night two with Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes, and I think it would have been perfectly fine. Um perfectly fine for me to have two five match cards so i do think it was a little too much that having been said like it was good i thoroughly enjoyed it i i enjoyed a lot of of what they did um it is more storytelling than they normally do in nxt especially when you look at the women's tag title situation which is really two thrown together teams i must have missed something because i'm still not sure how alba fire and and isla dawn ended up as a team um i must have not been paying attention during that segment when they when they became a team like i know they feuded she probably infected her she was infecting people at that time and and i guess that's how we got there i don't know um someone can remind me but they make sense. I know what happens tonight on NXT with Braun Breaker. That makes perfect sense to me. Like, it is Carmelo Hayes time. He is him, just like you said, you are her. And it, it all it all works for me. I really like where NXT is at. It looks like they might have gone back to the black canvas as well today, which I'm excited about too. That was the other thing. They had the guardrail covers, which they haven't used a lot recently. And it was the old NXT logo on the guardrail covers. And... I was like, dude, go to the black mat. Like, let's let's bring the whole thing back. Let's let's go old school NXT. Like, you might as well. Um, yeah, obviously. Like, we didn't need Tony D'Angelo and Stax in the tag match, but you needed them to be on the card. So I, yeah. I got it, and and it was just, it's weird. It's just too much, and my answer to too much was more. Um, but it was more spread out. It, it was taking no, the same I, amount I, of talent because, and, and putting them in more well, matches so you could have smaller matches. We saw matches. that more on the WrestleMania card as well, where there was only, what, six, seven matches on each night of WrestleMania. Yeah, seven one night, six the other, not counting all of them and, is shenanigans. 
Um, and that is much more spread out than we've had in the past where I think what we usually would have at least seven, eight in a night. Um, and so like, it's, it's nice to have it more spread out and to have, you know, a few less matches to let everything kind of breathe Mm -hmm. in between. And also, so you're not there for 50 million hours, you know? So it's almost thinking how, how, why not use that same type of philosophy with stand and deliver? Um, but I think again too, stand and deliver NXT in general is getting just its its, its legs back underneath it yeah. in a way with getting in front of you know uh, uh, you know arenas and and their live shows and all of that where um, just the fact that they had this not at the performance center or not in Florida um, is a big deal. The fact that they've been back on the road is a very big deal. And so I and it was in Dallas think, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and and I think in gen- in general, just like yeah, you know, you're right. It should be. It, it, they're they're doing. Yeah. They should be out of the performance center as yeah, often yeah. as possible. Yeah, they should. And again, the performance center was you know years ago, and that's more of just the moving away from the takeover to you know just the 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 larger shows. Yes. Um, but I I just think that you know. They that's kind of the point of NXT is that it doesn't get too big for its britches because that's I think part of the issue of why it got reformatted because it got too too big for what it was intended purpose was and they yep. had to reel it back in. And but I also see your point of when you have too many people in the card or too many multi people matches, it takes you know a, away a little bit. And and this one being part of the WrestleMania weekend being that much of a bigger deal there's maybe more of a, a pressure and per se to, you know, have more people on the card in, in general. And like I said, Shawn Michaels is a softie. So, yeah, yeah. If this was a standalone, it probably wouldn't, but you know, I, I didn't mind it. Like I really didn't until you kind of pointed it out like that. It wasn't something that I, I really focused on or was heavy on. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they've been trying to tell a lot more stories within NXT Mm -hmm. and they all kind of came to these crossroads um, at Stand and Deliver. Like you mentioned, you know, all of these these individual feuds kind of all coming into multi-person matches. I think now they're going to split off more, you know, into matches that happen on NXT or at the next, Mm -hmm. you know, premium event for NXT. So I think it's also setting some some things up to whatever their version of a backlash would be battleground uh, finally have some battleground where what they're doing in may these these one-offs so uh, you know i same day as all as double or nothing yeah that's wrestling love it i don't don't. and deliver the main thing that 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 NXT has really in their their back pocket their secret weapon, pretty deadly. I mean, you unleash them into the wrestling world, and it's just when they get called up, and who knows when that'll be. I think they're going to do a draft, and that's when a lot of people are going to get called up. Um, it'll be sometime over the summer, probably. I think Braun's going up. I think I think some others are going up too. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how Braun works. Spoiler alert: as a heel. Um, the crowd's been turning on him, so I think it's it's good. Um, I feel like they're doing with with Braun now what people wish they would have done with John Cena many many years ago. Um, yeah, John and I'm, or I'm even here Roman, for it. you know, just just yeah, turn him when people want it, and why not? 
I think I think it's a good time to test test the waters. Exactly, like do it now before he's on on, on the main roster and, and floundering, because um, that crowd was so into Carmelo Hayes at, at the takeover. Yeah. Um, Nine o'clock in the morning, they were selling both coffee and beer. I thought that was very interesting. Um, so. Good, good, good situation. Have nine thousand people in an arena at nine o'clock in the morning is pretty freaking impressive. So, good on, good yeah, on them. I see, yeah. Good on them. Well, I heard you get tickets for like ten bucks, but still, it's. I think it's great. I would do it. Yeah. Me too. Well, oh, what else a you really do? good wrestling show for ten bucks, and that means mm-hmm. I can drink at nine a.m. <laughs> Which Sign you would have. me the fuck up. Um, but I really did think that. I don't know. I thought it was good. Is are there any specific matches that you you wanna? Want to talk about? Want to highlight? No, I mean, dance. No, and deliver. Okay. There really wasn't no. anything that I like pinpointing that. It was a lot of wrestling. It really was, and a lot of people. It was good. I like I like the women's uh, ladder match. Um, I think that was kind of interesting to start off the show, but I also think it it's was a great way to start off the show. I think right. it's hard in matches like that. You know, in some ways I thought maybe it would be like the 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 triple tag team match that could have started, you know, I kind of think yeah. but at the same time, you know, that I think was a, a good a really great way to start the show. I'm really waiting and, for I'm really waiting for um Roderick Strong to come back. Like I think that's happening. Um, and I think if you just did the creeds and, and Gallus, you could have had Roderick Strong come back at that point. Um, I, I feel like it's been a while now. The last thing they were doing, last time they mentioned him, they were like, do it for Roddy. So I feel like they, they've kind of set the stage up a little bit. So I'm ready for, for that to happen. Um, it just, it just, yeah, that's, I like that. I like Gallus as the unit. I'm glad Joe Coffey's back. Um, I think that'll be, that'll be good. I also wanted to talk, um, this Roxanne Perez stuff is legit. Like, oh, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm 100 positive. Like, that supposedly was the issue, and like the whole dealing with anxiety and all of that. Like, notice, like, oh, you know, she lost the match. I don't think she's been. She was on this week's episode of of NXT. Um, not. I do think she's getting some some time off to to sort this thing out, and I do think there's some legitimacy to it, and and this was their way of addressing it. Um. And I think it's going to be part of her her thing in, in, in real life. People have things in real life that they do, you know, tend yeah. to focus on and support in wrestling. And she wants to use it for that. And and I commend her. But, yeah, watching when, when she returned and everything they talked about and all the anxiety stuff, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this is not – this is real life turned into a storyline. But this is this is actually truly a thing. So, um, good for her. I hope nothing but the best for it and, and, and think that it works out. But, yeah, this does seem like a real – a real thing. There's a great meme out there of a picture of her after a dive where they're all laying yes, on the floor she's and she's got smiling. this big smile on their face. And they're yes. like, when you're a poor wrestler, but still that. a big Mark. Um, but she's going to be a big star, but it's going to take some, some stuff and some time to get there. And yeah. I think it'll be but also, she has plenty of time. She, she has does, she's 21 years a old. lot of time. Yeah. So I, I recommend, I agree that taking her time with this, you know, is good. And also, I mean, we did see Cora Jade come back this yep. week. So I think it's, you know, I hate to say they're interchangeable, but, um, you know, at this point, might as well just bring Cora Jade back into the mix because she's. And I think they would have done that anyway. And, and look, Indy Hartwell, she's, 
God, she's been rumored for a call up for the longest time, and well, I also think that that was surprising. I, I mean, to yeah. say maybe something that I didn't expect to happen as end deliver. I mean, I've, we've talked about it on the podcast. I've literally said, "Shit or get off the pot with Indy," you know, yeah. like. Um, and, and so they decided to shit. Yep, and good for them. Good for them because I think she'll make a, a really great champion. Do I think she's going to be champion for long? No. Uh, I, I don't either. I think she's going to transition that yeah. thing over to Cora Jade. Yes. And then maybe when Roxanne's ready to come back, you have the ready-made story to finish mm-hmm. off with, with her and, and Cora Jade, and that can work. I do think it's time to bring Indy up. Um, I, I think that it, – it was, it was funny too because at the post-match celebration after Gargano's match, I, it wouldn't have made sense, but I really wanted Austin Theory to come out. He probably wasn't even there. But I really wanted well, all five was, but, you know, members of the way. I mean, yeah, he was gone by the time that the Dexter Loomis thing was going on. But um, that was some of the best stuff that he did. He's a bigger star than that now, in my opinion. And, and even though it would have been before the John Cena match, which I hated that he had to have a low blow to win because it's not like they're going to continue that feud. But whatever. He still won. Whatever. And so it's, it's there. But, um, but I like that. Supposedly, they're going to reform DIY now. When Champa comes back from injury, and I think that's good, and I know Gargano would yeah. love to do it. So, yeah, um, you need no, tag I'm teams mean, anyway because they're probably going to break up the Street Profits. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot of of good, but I thoroughly enjoyed Stand and Deliver. I do think NXT is is hitting this right mix of what made the old NXT so good yes. and what they need out of out of I an mean, NXT. Um, they're finally getting into this rhythm of like elements of what can help yeah. people get to the next level. Um, and that I do think though, like there's not going to be as much fanfare with those call-ups like there used to be. Um, and I don't, you know, and maybe that's the point. Maybe they don't want it to be as big, but I thought that was always kind of the fun aspect of it. Um, but well, you know, when the, when the big batch of call-ups happened, it was when they split the roster, when they split the brands and they needed all this mm-hmm. new talent to populate the 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 new you know the the two brands the brand split now they don't these brands are loaded and and so it's hard yeah. for someone to come in and make the impact that Finn Balor made when he first came in and immediately became the first ever Universal Champion yeah he had to give it up the next day but whatever um, I just think and even that, your, yeah with everyone like your Kevin's your Sam's yeah. even you know the the transition for the women's when when you know it wasn't an ideal call up. Uh, but you know yeah they brought up all these women that weren't ready and of all the women they brought up that weren't ready the only two that are still there are Liv Morgan and and Sonya Deville so it's it's, yeah it's just interesting to see some of that and and how it went yeah again you don't know hindsight's 2020 but you know that's that's the way it goes but uh, I agree NXT is getting into this really good mix and Mm -hmm. I, I think they're finding their rhythm and it makes me continue to be very excited for NXT. And now that they are able to do these, um, you know, larger shows, they are able to go, you know, outside of the performance that are outside of Florida to do these. You know, I feel like they're getting elements of what made the old NXT work with the intention of what NXT is meant to do to help shape people for that next level. Agreed. And- I think that that's what makes, you know, elements of 2.0 and black and gold. I think that's what they should have tried to do in the first place. But, you know, 
sometimes you you go in a direction and you overcorrect or you take elements of what you've learned and you bring it together to find the right mix. And yeah, I, think that's I agree exactly with that. What NXT has done, and it's been it's been it's it's happened in a very public format, which of course brings up you know room for people to criticize and have their thoughts and opinions. But I do think out of a lot of things in wrestling that maybe have not always worked or you know went in a big direction, they've been able to make some good changes in ways that we don't ever see sometimes promotions ever come back from like sometimes when they go in one direction it's gone forever it's lost and luckily nxt has been able to kind of ride the wave out and find a better balance it's interesting too because we're at this point now where you'll hear people mention things that oh that was kind of like the old nxt that was kind of like the old nxt but you don't see a lot of the this isn't the old nxt complaints anymore and that to me is like a milestone for NXT. Oh, yeah. The fact That's that people huge. are no longer complaining about the OG black and gold NXT being gone. So impressed with that aspect of it. Think it's great and hope that NXT continues this trajectory. NXT for me is like the the impact wrestling of WWE. Like it will never die, and and it will continue to grow and change and do whatever. Like now you got all this UK talent in there because there's no NXT Europe or UK currently, and so yeah, it to me is like the impact wrestling. Like we're just gonna keep changing until something works, and we're not going anywhere, and and we'll be we'll be here no matter what form we're in. I kind of feel like NXT is that too. Well. I think that we've come real full circle from a very contentious, heated uh, beginning of the discussion to agreeing on NXT. That's the life. Yeah, we did. We we went from show. we went from Miranda being wrong about Raw after Mania to us agreeing on NXT. Not not no. From Greg not admitting that he just didn't like Cody Rhodes to then saying that he was contradicting himself, which he did. I absolutely said that. Yes, yes. Those are all things that happened on just this episode. I I did not hate Cody Rhodes, and I don't hate Cody Rhodes, and I want nothing but the best for Cody Rhodes, and I will not allow you to slander (laughs) the good goddamn name of Greg DeMarco on this program. I am going to defend myself. I can't even do this with a straight face. Of Cody Rhodes, but, you know. I was about to go off and say that's not even his real name, but I kind of would also be that, that, yeah. Not really a valid argument for me to make now, is it? Yeah. Is any of our names real? Is any of this real? No. We don't know. Are it, it, we? It's so real, it's fake. Mm hmm. That's our, our lives. Our friendship yes. is so real, we're, it's fake. We literally spend hours a week talking about uh, something that's not real. But it's just like movies and and other things that people talk about for hours a week. So. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I've had that reality. I've woken up at like three in the morning to get in a car to drive to LA and, and going with the car ride of people, someone turns to me. It's like, we've done all of this for something that's not even real. But it is real. It's just a different kind of real. It's a show. It's real to, to us. Damn it. It's real to us. Um, but yes, so, I don't know if that's it's that's too existential for you right now. I, this it is the podcast for you, but that's that's. All I feel like it's too existential for me, and I'm on the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> 
But we did it. We made it to the end of a, another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the home of the Hashtag Miranda Show, the home of the Chairshot Radio Network, the home of your wrestling news, sports entertainment, sports and entertainment, and everything in between, thechairshot.com. Where'd it go? There it is. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I did forget to introduce my co-host this week, which is the king of shit takes, the unstoppable one, the kingpin of thechairshot.com, the reverend Greg DeMarco. He's here. Stand and deliver. I am here. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me back. Thank you. Uh, you can follow Greg DeMarco at uh, Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter. So do not come at me with your shit takes because I'm not having them. Not a single Not one. even going to see them. Yeah, I'm not even going to see them. So don't don't at me. Um, you can follow. Can you me. at somebody that doesn't even have a handle? Is that a thing? I guess. I mean, you could technically at someone with an A handle, even if it's not real or not. I mean, the hashtag Miranda came to be because that's what I was using for you since you weren't on, on yeah, Twitter. Because so, yeah, yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, um, because I'm not. I guess so. I guess could just hashtag me, but I'm still not going to see it. So. Um, IZW, Greg, can you let our listeners know where they can find IZW? Absolutely. At IZW Wrestling AZ, IZWWrestling.com. Grab your tickets. I'm super excited. We're like, when you're listening to this, we're 16 days away from IZW Evil Lives featuring Monster. Don't miss out. Be there. It's going to be a damn good time. Uh, make sure, of course, if you are listening to the hashtag Miranda Show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, to subscribe, write, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification each and every time a new episode of the hashtag Miranda Show drops. Leave us a five-star rating, and you can also write in a review and let us know how much you just love the show. Don't forget also to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. And also, just don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions. And when we talked all about the big uh, WWE, AEW, hell, even Impact got a shout out this week. Uh, but also know that independent wrestling is just a life uh form uh, of pro wrestling um, at the local level. Um, so don't forget to go follow your local promotions on social media, buy a ticket to their next show, maybe buy some of their merchandise, follow some of their wrestlers on social media, anything that you can do to get the word out on your local wrestling promotions. We are huge advocates for, and would also love all of you to do the same as well. With that, that's it. We done. We out. Thank you all so much for listening. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. Wild card, bitches. Yeah.
Stand and deliver.